agent State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut! Hey, Arnold, I'm hearing neighbor. It, it's neighbor. That's what I said. Neighbor. Yeah, it's a problem. Uh, and it was one of the funnier ads last night in the Super Bowl where, where Arnold struggles to get past that great Austrian accent yes. and needs Dan, a little help from Danny DeVito, his twins co-star at the end. It was one of, one of those that uh, tried to tickle our funny bone. Yeah, it was pretty good, but all in all, uh, how was the, the parade of, uh, of creativity that we saw from Madison Avenue? We turn to a guy who has been charting the ebb and flow of these Super Bowl ads for the better part of two decades. He is Professor of Practice Emeritus in the Department of Advertising and Public Relations at Michigan State University, where they are charting these things in real time. Robert Colt joining us this morning on JR Morning. Bob, good morning. Good morning. It was a great game for ads. Overall, the ads scored higher than they had in other games. The game started pretty slow and then got fun at the end well you know it was funny because i think as lions fans we had to get past our sulky attitude to begin with and maybe that's why we were a little maybe tougher (laughs) on judging the ads you you folks obviously are more objective than we are so you thought it was a pretty good year yeah and we put some science really into judging them we look for uh, creativity production brand strategy um really they had these are the best ads in the industry every year. And, you know, we just love that Uber Eats ad with Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer. We thought that was the best ad of the game. The E-Trade, Bob and Buddy uh, were playing (laughs) pickleball. We loved that. Um, Duncan with uh, Ben and Jen, Volkswagen. That was my favorite. Yeah. And then then you've got the State Farm Arnold ad. That was in the top five. It was just... You know, it was just funny. It was cute. And on Super Bowl night, when we see ads, we just want to laugh. Well, let's have a little taste of that, pardon the expression, Uber Eats ad with the return of Ross and Rachel. Thank you. I didn't know you could get all this stuff on Uber Eats. I remember that. Well, you know what they say, in order to remember something, you've got to forget something else. Make a little room. Jen. Hey. Oh. Oh. Um. Okay. Have we met? Give me hands. Worked together for 10 years? 10 years? Yeah. You were great. You still don't know, do you? I don't. Right. Like I forget 10 years of my life. I hate this town. (laughs) 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 Yeah, nostalgia. Did you guys sense that, that nostalgia was a a common thread here? A lot of that going on, nostalgia in in there. And I I wanted to ask you about... um, the fact that a lot of the commercials, it seemed like more commercials, I'm not going to say a lot, but more commercials were geared toward females because they expect a lot of females were going to be watching last night. Well, and women have the 80 per, 80% of the buying power in families. So if they come to the game to watch, you got to make sure you target that audience. i got to tell you, there was just uh, the BMW Christopher Walken ad of people doing impressions of Christopher Walken to his face was hysterical. And we love the Hellman's mayonnaise ad with Kate McKinnon and her cat. Talking so, yeah. <laughs> That was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the Dunkings commercial? You said you put it, I think, third on your list. I thought it was hilarious, them coming in with those tracksuits, which I think you can buy. Well, great branding, right? I mean, you know, you know who the, the advertiser is. And you, you put a lot of celebrities in one ad and they have – just a little part, 
give them a humorous line. It was funny. You know, they make fun of themselves, and those sometimes are the best ads. Whether it's the Uber Eats with Schwimmer and uh, Jennifer Aniston or whether it's bringing back the Clydesdales, there did seem to be a lot of cultural touchstones and nostalgia there. What does that say about where we are as a nation, or does it say anything at all? We just love to revisit. Well, the Super Bowl is a great mirror and reflection of social culture and what's going on. And really, it it's just giving us a reflection of who we are and what we want to see. And we do believe that it's really targeted for an American audience, and it is. We'll have over 100 million. But, you know, there's a big audience in Canada. More people watch the Super Bowl in Canada than watch their own Grey Cup. And then there are folks, expats, and uh, all around the world in pubs and bars and and military folks and bases. They're all tuned in at weird times to watch the Super Bowl just because it's such an American tradition. But people thought that perhaps it was sort of geared toward millennials because there was Usher, uh, Alicia Keys, then you have Jennifer Aniston, you know, Ross and Rachel, you have um, Jenny on the block, like all these things that were big in the like 2000s were highlighted. Ben, we had this discussion. We talked about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's okay. I mean, there's an, there's an older demographic with a great buying power, but, you know, I think young people got the stuff they wanted in a lot of different ways um, with some of the animation and the ads. Uh, you know, again, I would I would say Timo was about the worst ad <laughs> series. Of and they were thing. everywhere. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. too much. Oh, what did you think about the halftime show with Usher? All right, so I never rate the halftime show, but he got away with showing his nipples on TV, and you would have never seen that from Janet Jackson, would you? (laughs) (laughs) No. Not since Janet Jackson have we had a nip slip. That's right. (laughs) It it was good. And, you know, that's why the halftime show, you, you get a lot of young teenage girls watching. Why? They want to see Taylor Swift shots, right, in the game. They they want to see the halftime show. So it's really a diverse audience. We always think, oh, man, it's men who are watching that game. Boy, you know, if you can expand the audience into the women's demographic, which I think they did in a lot of the spots, you've just got a much bigger buying audience. How long does it take for these companies to know whether or not their investment has paid dividends? Or do they care? Is it all about just saying, hey, we're, we're going to make a splash because? Well, they have the money, the ones who are in the game, and they always make a, spa- a splash. If they have a bad ad, it might not be exactly what they want. But just a quick example, Chrysler, Stellantis, had the Eminem ad featuring Detroit years ago. Right. Eminem driving around the city and then ending up at the Fox Theater. And it was a beautiful, wonderful ad. And the Italian CEO of, um, of Chrysler said, boy, if, if we would have known the Super Bowl would produce $400 million in extra unanticipated revenue, we would have featured a better car. They featured the Chrysler 200. Which is- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to say, the one ad that really touched me was a little skater ad, the figure skater. Yep. And it was a Kia EV ad so that they, they drove her to a rank next to Grandpa's house so that he could see her. And, and those ads still work. Robert, we thank you so much for charting these things and for our friends at Michigan State. Thank you, guys.